This is actually our first podcast. Welcome to JM4 After Hours, where the doors are locked and the guns are cocked. We're going to bring on Michael Woodland. He is going to be a uh, guest on our. He's also a firearms instructor, and he's a competitive shooter, which we sponsor. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael? Hey, what's going on, um, good people? Um, just like Chad stated beforehand, my name is Michael Woodland, and you can find me at m-wtactical.com and do a search on social media for at m underscore wtactical. And like he also stated that by me doing competition shooting, you will oftentimes see me wearing a JM4 tactical shirt when I shoot. Now, the only time I wear the JM4 tactical shirt when I shoot is at major matches and special events. So if you happen to come to NRA or any other event that JM4 Tactical is going to be at, more than likely, if I'm there, I will have on my competition shirt that has <laughs> JM4 Tactical on it. So head on over to social media. As I stated beforehand, just do a search for at M underscore W Tactical. Well, we're going to talk a little bit. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on. And I know... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about home home invasions today and what you can do to kind of prepare yourself. And I sent you over a couple of videos so you could kind of see what was going on. We've got to do some research on these videos and we couldn't find out too much. I know uh, too much on these videos, but uh, if, if you're watching live or if you're, you're listening on the podcast, make sure you go check out our YouTube channel because this video is going to be these uh, this podcast will be posted there with the video so you can kind of walk through and see what's going on um first and foremost when somebody comes in your house especially in the middle of the night they are coming in to hurt you they're coming in to take what they want to and more than likely they're going to be armed um they're going to be more than just one of them because they've all got to feed off of each other to get the nerve enough to be able to come into your home at night where they know you are and they know that you're possibly armed, or will, you may or may not fight back. So, did you uh, were you did you get a chance to kind of review the video? Yes, um, I had a chance to look at both of them, and also to let you know, I don't know if I ever shared the story with you that I had a shootout at my house in 2017. Wow, and it was also around, revolved around a possible break in. And what what time and what time of night was that or day? Uh, this was in the morning time. Mm. So what actually ended up taking place? I was coming from Virginia, and I was going to make that determination on that Friday to go to Georgia to hang out with my daughter. Mm -hmm. But of course, coming from Virginia, I was extra tired. So I stated, okay, I'm gonna take Friday, rest up, wake up on Saturday, and then go to Georgia. And Somebody actually knocked on my door about nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. And of course, I'm the type of person, if I don't know you're coming, I'm not going to open my door. Yes. Whatever reason, something told me to get up and go to the door. And normally when I go to the door, I normally open the door, you know, with the firearm at the door and open it. And, hey, what's up? How can I help you? And then, of course, if it's, everything is cool. I put it up, but you had no idea what I was doing behind the door. Yes. This one time, I didn't do that. Because like I said, I woke up. I was kind of like pissed off that somebody woke me up out of my sleep. So I go open the door. By the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, I realized I didn't have my firearm with me. 
So what I actually ended up doing was putting my foot behind the door so it would only open up but so much. Now, of course, if somebody was to try to push it, that gives, gives me a little bit of room, whereas I can go ahead and try to push it back and then do whatever I have to do to protect myself. So when I opened the door, there was this guy, he was about 5'8", very muscular, and he looked like he would play football, like in a running back position. So he was pretty solid. Yeah. But when he turned around, because he had his back to the door, and when I opened the door, it kind of startled him. So, of course, when he turned around, you know, he did the whole jumping portion. It was like, hey, man, you happen to see this little puppy? And I'm looking like, yo, big butt. And let me get out of here. <laughs> I just slammed the door shut and I locked it. <laughs> wow. So, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So then I walked over to the window, opened up the window, and now he's walking towards the street. And there was an SUV because I live in a cul-de-sac. So when I'm looking out the window, the SUV is creeping in the cul-de-sac, but coming from the adjoining street. So I'm sitting there like in my mind, I'm like, oh, set up. It's about to go down. You know, so of course, I just retired out the military, been infantry all my military career, went to the safe, grabbed the AR-15, just sat there and waited. Now, um, of course, when I'm looking out the window, he's walking back to the truck pointing over his shoulder like okay let's go to the houses over there that's what he was trying to make it look like so um when i grabbed the ar-15 i waited a little bit expecting them to kick the door in because i couldn't see how many people were in the suv so of course you know I'm, I'm sitting there doing my countdown the training i did in the military and all nothing happened i was like okay maybe it's all good so i went ahead and did my maneuvers went to the front door and when i by the time I put my hand on the doorknob, that's when I heard the first shot go off. So by the time I went ahead, undid the locks and ripped the door open, okay, you shot at me, I shoot back. <laughs> Started shooting into the car and I put 17 rounds into the car as it was fleeing away, mm. you know, but the whole act was self-defense in South Carolina. So me first getting out of the military, you know, me traveling around and everything, I wasn't as educated on the laws in South Carolina as I am now. Yes. But when the officer came and they heard the story and the, the neighbors corroborated what they heard and what they seen and all this and that, they ruled it self-defense. So South Carolina actually has a law, whereas if I would have killed that person or those people in the car because they was in the act of a violent crime, I wouldn't have got charged. No, in fact, everybody in the car, like Texas, would have been charged for murder. Correct. But you wouldn't have. I mean, it's kind of like if you go into rob a bank or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. people going to rob a bank. Yeah. yeah. Um, this this one right here, I, I teach a lot of our students that that you know every situation, every household is a little different. Um, like if if you live on one side of the house and your kids are on the same side of the house and you hear somebody break in. Um, it's best to get your kids and barricade down and get ready for a gunfight and call 911. I uh, tell everybody when you get 911 on the first on the first call, the first thing you give them is your address because if something happens, the phone goes dead. They know that there is an address they need to go to, and they know that you need help at that address. Um, I don't. If, if like my kids aren't home or something like that, or my house is empty, it's just me and my wife and somebody comes in, 
I'm definitely buckering down and we're calling 911 and we're going to barricade ourselves in our bedroom and get ready for a fight and let them know because there's nothing outside of my bedroom that's worth my life. Uh, one of the things that we also, you know, if my kids are home, unfortunately, that puts me in a whole different situation because they're on the other side of the house. So one of the things I would have to do is break that barrier and go into the rest of the house because I have to make sure that I get to my kids before they do, or I get them out of my house. Um, in this video right here, I don't know if the, the, this man and woman have, have kids in their house or what their living arrangement is. You really don't see any kids in this video, but you see a lot of, uh, you see a lot of, uh, uh, she, she got very lucky on a couple of situations and we're gonna go ahead and play this video real quick. Um, real quick also, we actually had on our Facebook page last night, one of our neighbors messaged and said, hey, there's a, a, a silver Dodge driving around. Well, they come up to my house and they said they were with the insurance company. And he was wearing a camera. It was between five and six. And to do, be an, to do an insurance inspection, she's, you know, kind of weirded them out. They were like, no, you know, and, and he ended up leaving. But they they called the sheriff's department and found you know figured that they were probably casing their house in our neighborhood but so th that's some of the things you need to watch for also but let's go ahead and play this video real quick and i want you to see some things and i'm gonna pause it here in a minute first of all you see a couple of people come in i mean it is nighttime so like i said there's more than likely it's always going to be more than one They're feeding off each other so yeah I do have an alarm on my on, on every part of my house that's set for do not enter, enter for no entry. So if somebody, as soon as that door opens, the alarm's going off, it's waking me up and I know the help is on the way. Well, let's, let's also look at the fact that this establishment has cameras, right? So it's obvious that it has cameras because we can see that there is a camera, mm -hmm. but wherever the main source of this video feed is going to, and it could be another office or one of the um, occupants bedroom. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they was probably notified by a silent alarm or a soft charm or something. Um, but then again, we're not there. So we don't know. But I would just assume that because how many of us today actually have the ring doorbell, somebody rings your doorbell, your phone rings yeah. at the same time. Mine's all, my, you know, sometimes mine's right on point. Sometimes it has a delay. Correct. You know, especially, you know, that motion in front of it. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'm under the assumption since they came into the house and they're not making too much noise, but they're making noise. Yeah, they're turning on lights. Yeah, because I know... Obviously, now we know one person in that establishment knows somebody is in their house that's not supposed to be there, mm -hmm. you know, and um, they're probably making an assessment right now over the camera. But you also got to remember when you're looking at the camera, there is somewhat of a few seconds delay. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm determining right here. Right there. She goes so, to shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she goes to shooting. And she's putting right. rounds. I want to bring up something. Could you take it back about five seconds? Yeah. Take it back about five seconds. Yeah. 
Okay, we're at a minute, uh, three minutes, 44 seconds. So the point that I want to make out is, is the fact when she was first in the doorway and that guy seen and he shot, she probably was like, hey, what are you doing? Or, hey, get out of here. You know, and that probably startled him or whatever the case may be. But when she returned fire, they wasn't expecting that. No. You know? So when you, okay, he didn't fire, she fired. So that was my mistake in that portion. Yeah, of she, she, she fired. Okay. And as she's coming out of the room, she's, she's going. Um, but the point I wanted to make was once you saw her fire that firearm and then the guy that she was looking at, that right there is the perfect example of tunnel vision. Yes. And a lot of people don't, when you talk to people about self-defense and everybody, oh, well, I would have done this, I would have done that. Adrenaline zones in that tunnel vision and you are not even aware of that. So you saw when she was chasing that one guy out the door, how the other guy was like right there in arm's reach of her. Yeah, it could have seriously hurt her or or took her gun away or there, there's a lot of a lot of bad could have went wrong i mean it's, she's it's great that she made it out it's awesome um right but, but now tunnel vision works both ways also so mm -hmm. in her defense she was zoned in on that one guy the the bad guys when they was running away the guy that was in arm's reach of her you know his tunnel vision was I need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he's looking at the avenue, whereas, okay, I know there's a kitchen right here. Let me, let me get right there because she's right there. You know, so you saw him just point the firearm and just run. And I'm going to pause it right there. You see the tunnel vision again. She's chased these two out, but she did not see the other individual come this way. Mm -hmm. um, of course, he's just looking for an exit because I don't think they thought that they were going to get a fight back. I right. thought they were, they thought they were going to go in, do what they wanted to do and that the victims were not going to be able to fight back or weren't willing to fight back and now that they're fighting back it it's become um uh, uh now they're they're a scared situation for the criminal because they're running mm -hmm. and of course she gets her phone out you know she's i mean i tell people the most vulnerable you are in your life is when you're asleep correct because you're asleep. I mean, and get a house alarm, get a yapping dog that likes to bark at everything outside. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, well, now the one thing about having a, a pet, like you said, if you get a, a dog and you don't want the dog to be around everyone, mm -hmm. you know, because 90% of the break ins that happen into a house, that person has already been inside in, of in your, your house. house. So if the dog recognizes that this person has already been there, oh, this is friendly. And mm -hmm. of course he breaks in, Hey, let's play again. Let's play again. Yes. <laughs> you know, from the dog's perspective. So you, you necessarily don't want your animal around everyone for that reason of security. Yeah. yeah. Get you, get your chihuahua or get you, you know, get your house alarm. Um, something that's going to wake you up. You don't want the burglar tickling you on your feet in the middle of the night, waking you up. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you want to be woke up way before they get in or as they're coming into your home or right. things like that. Uh, now, we talked about another video here. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and shut this one off. 
it's like you know she's got 911 on the way now a few other things in this video even though it looks like it's a hot mess in there with all the mm -hmm. material and it's organized but that right there could have been a measure of life and death because look at if you take all that stuff out look how open that area is yes you know and, and that box blocking halfway of that door that could have been a moment of turning around shooting catching the person but now when she was coming you saw how she had to go around another layer of boxes mm -hmm. to get behind this layer of boxes to get to the door and, so, and that's what i try to tell people you know also is i can walk through my house in the middle of the night mm-hmm but you can't walk through my house in the middle of the night <laughs> correct? because you'll end up hitting a coffee table, a chair, because you're not familiar with in, in, inside the home. Um, right. So it's, it's, I, I use, I use a flashlight. I don't use a flashlight on my, on my gun. I actually use a handheld flashlight so I can have it away from my body. And if I'm having to turn it off and on, it, it can be away from my body. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I have mixed reviews when it comes to the flashlight, mm -hmm. you know, like how a lot of people always, Oh, you need it on your firearm. Okay. But at the same time, that signature is where you're shooting from. Yes. But then again, if you have it on your, in your hand and I'm not a firm believer in you got the firearm in this hand, the flashlight coming over like this. No. I don't like that way. I like to put it between my two fingers and assess it as I'm holding, right? But some people do like to hold it up in a way, but now you also got to remember you're casting shadows by elevating it over your line of sight. Yeah. You know, so there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to a flashlight. It's just whatever you're more comfortable with, just make sure you train with it. So yes. you're more advised to the situation at hand. Uh, another thing you've got to get, you know, trained with is if somebody comes in your house, like fortunately my, my kids are on the other side of the house. So what's in the, between me, the front door and the back door uh, are between me and my, my kids. So if somebody comes in my house and my kids are home, I, I've got to immediately go out there. So I have to know the angles right. that I have to be in. So I'm not shooting towards my kids rooms. Mm -hmm. Uh, but my kids are also trained that if the house alarm starts going off, they, you know, immediately get down off their bed, lay down, close their, you know, crawl, close their door, crawl to their closet, and call 911. Mm -hmm. uh, because that gives me a less of a chance of a bullet passing by someone and going through, you know, cheap or going through drywall. So, I've got two precautionaries there. One, me knowing the angles I need to go. And two, for them to get down, you know, so I'm dependent on them. They're dependent on me. But if we work together and I do have to shoot towards the room, I'm hope you know, maybe they will, you know, I've trained them to get down, things like that, you know. So it's mm -hmm. also the angles in your house. Now, we're going to go into this next one. This man was seriously hurt. I want to say this was, I don't want, I don't want we tried to do some research, but I do know it's got a little bit of sound to it. Okay. If you notice, he's standing out here watering his yard. Okay. Um, two gentlemen come walking down the, uh, the uh, street here. 
and one of them comes up around the car. Did you see that? Correct. Um, actually, what actually ended up taking place, that Man. white car that's on the street that the assailant is standing in front of right now, there's uh -huh. a gray car behind that one. So yes. they, they got out of that car right there. But the first person got out, he was using that SUV in the driveway as cover. Yes. Because if you see him, how he's crouching around when he came around it, right? So now, once again, tunnel vision, the guy watering his yard is focused on this guy. Hey, where did you come from? Why are you in my yard? Get out of here. Which leaves an opening for the guy that's standing behind him. Because yes. how many people actually walk in your neighborhood, walking down the sidewalk for whatever reason? You know, it could be a little sketchy, but if you can blend in with the environment, that's less of a suspect for you. But then again, how many people come to your city or town that looks like an outsider because they don't fit in with how everybody else is dressing, yeah. how they're talking, how they're carrying on, so on and so on. So this was that situation. So obviously these bad guys are from this city or town, wherever it may be. And when he came out of the car, the guy walking on the sidewalk with the black hoodie on, he was, okay, I'm a non-threat. I'm just going to walk, right? Because you realize he had his hoodie on. Yeah. Right? The guy with the gray hoodie on, because he had his hoodie on also, but he used that car as cover, came around to surprise him, shock and awe, which gave the, the guy water in the yard, tunnel vision. Now you're focusing on him, getting him out of here, because you realize he started backing up to create that distance. You know, but he was trying to use the water hose as a defensive measure as well. And then when the guy came up behind him, oh, man, you got me. All right. What do I do? I'm like, he's overwhelmed right now. You know, so. There is a better way to handle this. I wouldn't have went on with the ordeal of water in my yard as he did. You know, as soon as I saw that guy um, walking down the sidewalk, I probably would have shifted my um, my demeanor to this little pathway because if you're looking you got like this little mini suv yes. in this driveway now i probably would have started walking putting my back towards this green pasture against the house so now i can watch this guy walk down the sidewalk you see what i'm saying yes if he's coming from that way okay like this is how my mind thinks <laughs> You know, it's, it's a situational awareness and, right. and also carrying on with you at all times. Yes. Um, situational awareness carrying on you. Uh, uh, from some of the stuff I read, and I, we could never get where this was actually done at, is the man was seriously hurt. I'm going to go ahead and play the rest of the video real quick. No, did they? They're dragging him in. They're dragging him to the yes. house. Sorry. They, drag, yeah. they drag him into the house. So they beat them once they, yeah, they beat them once they got into the house. And the reason why they beat him was nothing more than to slow him down. So he yes. doesn't react and everything else. But also remember the characteristics of your neighbors. Yes. Right? And of course, us being neighbors, we know who's home, the hours of work, you know, their patterns, stuff like that. And if this would have been on a Saturday or a Sunday when everybody's home at the majority of the time, 
What if he would have started yelling? Would that have been enough to deter that attack from going any further than it already has? Yeah, it's it's uh it, it, it it's um it could have, but then you have people nowadays that just don't get involved. They're not going to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're just going to close their doors. Uh, and but then you do have people that will get involved and will call the police and 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 will say something. Uh, if you see something like this, definitely be a good witness. Definitely get on the phone with the police department. Um, if you have the means to do something and the ability. I would definitely step in, but you're not required to. Um, but if you don't have the means or the ability, then definitely get be a good witness and get on the phone and, and get some help. Um, and and yeah. that's I firmly believe that. Another talking point I would actually say is a lot of people, in theory, your home should be your safe place. Yes. So nothing should be taking place at your home. That should be the place you should be able to relax and you know, unwind, drink a beer, do whatever you want. But as we already know, certain neighborhoods, certain times of the year are subject for break-ins. And how many of us actually, once you wake up, you already started your caring procedures or you have measures in place to protect yourself in the event something happens. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to put your firearm on the kitchen counter and now you're in the restroom, you hear the bump. And by the time you come out of the restroom, it's probably faster to run up the stairs versus taking that left and getting that firearm off the kitchen counter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got you to gotta think it through. And especially like if you're home by yourself or let's just happen to say you have a family, husband, wife, and a kid, but the wife is scared of firearms she doesn't want to touch yeah. firearms in any type of way right the kid is three years old so you know already know the kid ain't gonna help you the wife has the means to protect you but you have the, the tools in place that can protect you right okay. so let's let's go ahead and let's run through that scenario and yeah. a lot of people don't think that far because you have a lot of people who actually think oh if i have a firearm i know what to do but now you're taking a lot of other stuff out of that equation, fear, tunnel vision. And then um, how many people is it? What type tools they have right now, as we already know today, you have a lot of people who are not scared to start busting at you just to get their point across. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so well, there's a lot in place when it comes to this stuff. Mike, I'd like to have you back on here in a couple of weeks. We can talk about some other stuff. Um, yes uh definitely um i appreciate you coming on uh make sure that you check out jm4tactical.com if you're watching this or listening to this podcast uh and make sure you check out our new coffee i mean it's right here roasted right here in the state of texas but our website's jm4tactical.com and that's who's sponsoring me to do this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, be be on the lookout for the product review that i will be doing on the jm4 yes that will be coming out here in a couple days so love the coffee yeah, just head on over to the M-W Tactical YouTube channel. Just do a search for M-W Tactical and subscribe and be on the lookout for what takes place with this coffee brand from JM4. Roasted right here in Texas. All right, brother. <laughs> you have a good day, my friend. All right. I appreciate it. Y'all take care now. All right. You too. Bye.